I woke up this morning and I'm still black. Happy New Year and a big shout out to all of the New Year babies, especially my niece Peyton. Happy birthday, P. As we are finally getting some clarity on the 2020 election, I will revisit the individuals that I spoke with prior to the election and get their thoughts on what we just went through in my next podcast. But today, we will briefly discuss what we've been through in 2020, COVID, social justice, the election, and the riot at the Capitol. And finally, I will touch on the new year, 2021, new beginnings and resolutions. As the calendar flips, we move into 2021. We think about fresh starts, a clean slate, and hitting the reset button. We also look ahead to all the possibilities and opportunities that 2021 holds. But before we dive headfirst into 2021, let's take a brief moment to think about what we have been blessed to make it through in 2020. What the new year brings to you will depend a great deal on what you bring to the new year. First, we had the COVID pandemic, a virus that has swept through the world and has continued to take a toll on the global society. While Operation Warp Speed has brought us a vaccine that will hopefully get us to a point of herd immunity and allow us back to some semblance of life as we knew it, we are still working through some challenges. While we have the vaccine, we are dealing with a distribution issue and deciding on who is responsible to implement a plan that will deliver the vaccine to those who truly need it. Is it the federal government or is it the state? And if it's the state, is the state in a financial position to actually distribute the vaccine or do we need to get the funds and a plan to the state in order to get this done? Now, just getting the vaccines to the people is one thing, but who actually wants to take the vaccine? That's another. I've spoken to frontline healthcare workers, and some have said that they are not comfortable taking the vaccine. So even as we put in play a system to get needles into arms, those who actually want those needles in their arms may not be as many people as we think. So to try to alleviate some concerns, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have gotten the vaccine. Dr. Anthony Fauci has also been vaccinated. While this vaccine has been delivered quickly, it is a vaccine that has gone through the same rigorous safety and effectiveness standards as all other types of vaccines in the United States. The only COVID-19 vaccines the Food and Drug Administration will make available for use in the United States by approval or emergency use authorization are those that meet these standards. Hopefully, that will give some confidence to those that are concerned about getting vaccinated. It's simple math. As more people get vaccinated, the numbers of those infected begin to go down and more and more people are safe. And then we can talk about getting a hold on this virus, and hopefully getting past it. COVID is something that has affected a lot of our lives. Friends and loved ones were affected. A lot of friends and loved ones are no longer here. And for those who have lost, I want to send my condolences. I want to send my condolences to all of those who have been negatively affected by COVID. Next, let's talk about social justice. 
Everyone remembers seeing the video of George Floyd, seeing what seemed to be just a callous indifference to a black man's life. This scene sparked outrage across the world and prompted a number of movements to push forward for true social justice. We also remember Breonna Taylor, Daniel Prude, Rayshard Brooks, Ahmaud Arbery, and countless others whose deaths have brought us together to speak in a unified voice that what is wrong is wrong and true change is needed. If all men are created equal, then why are we still fighting for equality for all? I mentioned over the last year, don't get distracted by symbolic gestures. Well, 2020 is over, and as we move further and further away from last summer, let's not let the conversation die. Let's hold the politicians that said they were about change accountable. Let's make sure that the new administration puts their words into action. There is a reason that this country is so divided. How will they take up the mantle of social justice and hopefully push forward change to bring unity here in the U.S.? We need to see progress rather than what we have seen. Nothing but regressing and devolving into more hate and division. It's a new administration and a new year. We need a new plan because the old one isn't working. As I just said, there's a new administration coming into the White House. But this transition is unlike any transition we have ever seen before. There were hints of what was to come before the election even started. President Trump said before the election that polls that said he was trailing Biden were fake which if you believe the polls in 2016, eh, you might say, okay, I see your point. After he won the election in 2016, he said that the only reason he lost the popular vote was because of voter fraud, which was never substantiated. He brought that topic back up before the 2020 election. He said that he feared voter fraud again. And I quote, The biggest problem we have is if they cheat with the ballots. That's my biggest problem, end quote. Well, Trump lost the election, and this is exactly what he did. He said that they stole the election from him. He and his team filed approximately 60 lawsuits, and nearly all of the suits were dismissed or dropped due to lack of evidence. The lawsuits were described as frivolous or without merit. Was there widespread fraud? Was the election stolen? The facts say no. But the continued focus on this idea that the election was stolen has caused some of the 75 million supporters of Trump to believe, without any proof, that he did, in fact, have the election stolen from him. And now we see the results of those lies. For the first time since 1814, the Capitol was breached. Donald Trump held a Save America rally down the street from the Capitol, where he told the crowd, and I quote, you will never take our country back with weakness. He also said, I hope that our great vice president, our great vice president comes through for us. 
He's a great guy, of course. If he doesn't come through, I won't like him as much. So after he finished rallying up the crowd where people waved Confederate flags, a flag, mind you, that represents the glorification of the Civil War, celebrates the myth of the lost cause, racism, slavery, and segregation, and they also wore clothing espousing white supremacist belief, he sent them on their way to the Capitol. And when they arrived, exactly what you thought would happen, that's exactly what happened. And when Trump was asked to say something to stop the riotous mob from destroying the Capitol, he tweeted, These are the things and events that happen when a sacred landslide election victory is so unceremoniously and viciously stripped away from the great patriots who have been badly and unfairly treated for so long. Go home with love and in peace. Remember this day forever. He refers to these people as patriots. Let me ask you, how do you define what a patriot is? Is a patriot a person that commits domestic terrorism? Again, the problem is that there is no, and I repeat, no evidence that voter fraud to the levels that Donald Trump is talking about ever happened. Lindsey Graham, who has been a supporter of the president, said that Trump claimed that thousands of people under the age of 18 voted in the election. He asked for a list of 10 names and did not get one. Lindsey Graham said that Trump claimed that there were thousands of felons that voted in the election. He asked for 10 names and did not get one. If they had proof that there was this major fraud that was perpetrated against the American people, they would have rolled it out for everyone to see. But when allies of the president ask for the information and are finally owning up to the fact that they were not given the evidence, you begin to see the fraud that was perpetrated on the Trump supporters. So when you think about the new year, For most, 2021 could not get here soon enough. There were so many that wanted to end 2020 early and just turn the page. When we think about the new year, that is exactly what we want. We want to start anew, get a fresh start, and turn the page. Yet, we cannot forget the past. The past fuels our future actions. But once we reflect on the previous year... The idea is to do better. So what's the next thing we do? We make resolutions. An estimated 188.9 million Americans. That's approximately 74% of Americans resolve to make a change in 2021. Most of these changes revolve around money, health, career, self-improvement, family, and love. Now, while that all sounds good, most reports say that 8%, well, actually less than 8%, less than 8% of people actually stick to their New Year's resolutions. Less than 8% have the drive to actually see their resolutions through. 
let me ask the question why. Not why there are only 8% of people that see their resolutions through. But why do we have to wait until January 1st to resolve to do something new? Why do we wait for the start of the week to start something new? Why do we even wait until tomorrow? I think if anything, 2020 should have taught us that we do not even know what tomorrow may bring. So today, today is a gift that we have been given. So let's enjoy that gift. So my resolution is no more resolutions. We need to start thinking about how we can just do better right now. If you want to focus on losing weight, put the junk food down now and do some jumping jacks now, not tomorrow. If you want to make more money, start thinking about what you need to do now in order to increase your cash flow. If you're looking to improve yourself, then do it now. COVID has changed a lot of people's perspective. Not to get too dark, but you always knew that there's a possibility that you may not see tomorrow. The fact that we're living through a pandemic right now, I think that we as a people need to start thinking about being more proactive, not reactive. Realizing that the time for a clean slate is any time you need one, not just when the year changes. As we continue to move forward and think about 2021 and think about how we can make 2021 better than 2020, we need to look at this opportunity in a different light and approach this year differently, focusing on what we can do and how we can do it. We can do a lot to improve ourselves, but we also need to think about what we can do together. We can be better as a people, as a family, as friends. How can we do better as people and just do better overall? Those are the things that we need to think about in 2021. You can drive change. We can take what we learned in 2020 and apply it today. To all those that are listening, I want to wish you a happy, healthy, and prosperous new year. And a year that will bring you all that your heart desires. But you are in charge of your today. Take advantage of it. No one can go back in time to change what has happened. So work on your present to make yourself a wonderful future. Happy New Year. In my next podcast, I will bring you part two, the post-election. Thank you again for taking time to listen. As always, I appreciate it. I woke up this morning and I'm still black.